Hello, and welcome to another episode of Fireside Poems. I'm Dr. J. Today's poem is Out of the Cradle Endlessly Rocking by Walt Whitman. Walt Whitman isn't thought of as one of the fireside poets, though he was only a slightly younger contemporary of them. His poetry is startlingly different from that of Longfellow. Longfellow wrote in traditional forms with regular rhythms and rhymes. By regular, I don't mean normal, but rather predictably ordered. Whitman, by contrast, wrote in irregular rhythms that accorded only with his own ear. This was an innovation at the time, though under the name free verse it became quite common in the 20th century. Out of the Cradle Endlessly Rocking is quite long compared to most of the poems featured in this podcast. This, too, is typical of Whitman. The poetry just flows out of him uninterrupted in long lines. I thus will be reading it only once, though I think that once is enough to experience the particular beauty and pleasure of Whitman's poetry. Instead of repeating end sounds, as traditional rhyming verse does, Whitman builds the rhythms of his poetry out of repeated initial phrases and parallel structures from line to line, as you'll hear. The poem's first sentence is 200 words long, strung out over 22 lines of verse, culminating in the simple declaration that he will, a reminiscence, sing. The reminiscence is of his childhood on Long Island, or Pominuk, as he liked to call it from its old Indian name. He remembers a pair of migratory birds that he watched every day as he roamed the seashore alone as a young child. One day the she-bird disappears and doesn't return, and for the rest of the summer the he-bird sings to it. His song becomes the center of the poem, repeated at length in the words the boy imagines for it. This, Whitman declares, was his beginning as a poet. This, and the word from the sea itself, a word stronger and more delicious than any other, death, that he will conquer. Let's listen and become enraptured. Out of the Cradle, Endlessly Rocking by Walt Whitman Out of the cradle endlessly rocking, Out of the mockingbird's throat, the musical shuttle, Out of the ninth month midnight, Over the sterile sands and the fields beyond, Where the child, leaving his bed, wandered alone, Bareheaded, barefoot, Down from the showered halo, Up from the mystic play of shadows, Twining and twisting as if they were alive, Out from the patches of briars and blackberries, from the memory of the bird that chanted to me, from your memory's sad brother, from the fitful rising and fallings I heard, from under the yellow half-moon late risen and swollen as if with tears, from those beginning notes of yearning and love there in the mist, from the thousand responses of my heart never to cease, from the myriad thence-aroused words, from the words stronger and more delicious than any, from such as now they start the scene revisiting, as a flock twittering, rising, or overhead passing, born hither, ere all eludes me hurriedly, a man, yet by these tears, a little boy again, 
throwing myself on the sand, confronting the waves, I, chanter of pains and joys, uniter of here and hereafter, taking all hints to use them, but swiftly leaping beyond them, a reminiscence, sing. Once Palmanuk, when the lilac scent was in the air and fifth-month grass was growing, up the seashore in some briars, two feathered guests from Alabama, two together, and their nest and four light green eggs spotted with brown, and every day the he-bird to and fro near at hand, and every day the she-bird crouched on her nest, silent with bright eyes, and every day I, a curious boy, never too close, never disturbing them, cautiously peering, absorbing, translating. Shine, 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 pour down your warmth, great sun, while we bask, we two together, two together. Winds blow south or winds blow north, day come white or night come black, home or rivers and mountains from home, singing all time, minding no time, while we two keep together. Till, of a sudden, may be killed, unknown to her mate, when for noon the she-bird crouched not on the nest, nor returned that afternoon, nor the next, nor ever appeared again. And thenceforward all summer in the sound of the sea, and at night under the full of the moon in calmer weather, over the hoarse surging of the sea, or flitting from briar to briar by day, I saw, I heard at intervals, the remaining one, the he-bird, the solitary guest from Alabama. Blow, 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 blow up sea winds along Pominock's shore. I wait and I wait till you blow my mate to me. Yet when the stars glistened, all night long on the prong of a moss-scalloped stake, down almost amidst the slapping waves, sat the lone singer wonderful, causing tears. He called on his mate. He poured forth the meanings which I of all men know. Yes, my brother, I know. The rest might not, but I have treasured every note. For more than once dimly down to the beach gliding, Silent, avoiding the moonbeams, blending myself with the shadows, recalling now the obscure shapes, the echoes, the sounds and sights after their sorts, the white arms out in the breakers tirelessly tossing, I with bare feet, a child, the wind wafting my hair, listened long and long, listened to keep, to sing, now translating the notes, following you, my brother. Soothe, soothe, soothe. Close on its wave soothes the wave behind, and again another behind, embracing and lapping everyone close. But my love soothes not me, not me. Low hangs the moon, it rose late. It is lagging. Oh, I think it is heavy with love, with love. O oh, madly the sea pushes upon the land with love, with love. O oh, night, do I not see my love fluttering out among the breakers? What is that little black thing I see there in the white? Loud, 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 
Loud I call to you, my love. High and clear I shoot my voice over the waves. Surely you must know who is here, is here. You must know who I am, my love. Low-hanging moon, what is that dusky spot in your brown-yellow? Or it is the moon, the shape of my mate. O oh, moon, do not keep her from me any longer. Land, land, O oh, land, whichever way I turn, oh, I think you could give me my mate back again if you only would, for I am almost sure I see her dimly whichever way I look. O oh, rising stars, perhaps the one I want so much will rise, will rise with some of you. O oh, throat, O oh, trembling throat, Sound clearer through the atmosphere, pierce the woods, the earth. Somewhere listening to catch you must be the one I want. Shake out carols, solitary here, the night's carols, carols of lonesome love, death's carols, carols under that lagging yellow waning moon, oh, under that moon where she droops down into the sea, oh, reckless, despairing carols but soft, sink low, soft, let me just murmur, and do you wait a moment, you husky-noised sea, for somewhere, I believe, I heard my mate responding to me, so faint, I must be still, be still to listen, but not altogether still, for then she might not come immediately to me. Hither, my love, here I am, here, with this just-sustained note, I announce myself to you. This gentle call is for you, my love, for you. Do not be decoyed elsewhere. That is the whistle of the wind. It is not my voice. That is the fluttering, the fluttering of the spray. Those are the shadows of leaves. O oh, darkness, O oh, in vain, O oh, I am very sick and sorrowful. O brown halo in the sky near the moon dropping down upon the sea, O troubled reflection in the sea, O throat, O throbbing heart, and I singing uselessly, uselessly all the night. O past, O happy life, O song of songs, in the air, in the woods, over fields, loved, 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 loved. But be my mate no more, no more with me, we two together no more. The aria sinking, all else continuing, the stars shining, the winds blowing, the notes of the bird continuous echoing, with angry moans, the fierce old mother incessantly moaning, on the sands of Palmanach's shore, gray and rustling, the yellow half-moon enlarged, sagging down, drooping, the face of the sea almost touching, the boy ecstatic, with his bare feet, the waves, with his hair, the atmosphere dallying, the love in the heart long pent, now loose, now at last, tumultuously bursting, the aria's meaning, the ears, the soul swiftly depositing, the strange tears down the cheeks coursing, the colloquy there, the trio each uttering, the undertone, the savage old mother incessantly crying, 
to the boy's soul's questions sullenly timing some drowned secret hissing to the outsetting bard. Demon or bird, said the boy's soul, is it indeed toward your mate you sing, or is it really to me? For I that was a child, my tongue's use sleeping, now I have heard you, now in a moment I know what I am for, I awake, and already a thousand singers, a thousand songs, clearer, louder, and more sorrowful than yours, a thousand warbling echoes have started to life within me, never to die. O you singer solitary, singing by yourself, projecting me, O solitary me, listening, never more shall I cease perpetuating you, never more shall I escape, never more the reverberations, never more the cries of unsatisfied love be absent from me. Never again leave me to be this peaceful child I was before what there in the night by the sea under the yellow and sagging moon. The messenger there aroused the fire, the sweet hell within, the unknown want, the destiny of me. Oh, give me the clue. It lurks in the night here somewhere. Or oh, if I am to have so much, let me have more. A word, then for I will conquer it, the word final, superior to all, subtle, sent up, what is it? I listen. Are you whispering it, and have been all the time you see waves? Is that it from your liquid rims and wet sands? Whereto answering the sea, delaying not, hurrying not, whispered me through the night and very plainly before daybreak, List to me the low and delicious word, death. And again, death, 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 death. Hissing melodious, neither like the bird, nor like my aroused child's heart, but edging near as privately for me, rustling at my feet, creeping thence steadily up to my ears and laving me softly all over, death, death. Death, 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 which I do not forget, but fused the song of my dusky demon and brother that he sang to me in the moonlight on Palmanuck's gray beach, with a thousand responsive songs at random, my own songs awakened from that hour, and with them the key, the word up from the waves, the word of the sweetest song of all songs, that strong and delicious word which creeping to my feet, or like some old crone rocking the cradle, swathed in sweet garments bending aside, the sea whispered me. Whitman liked to call himself one of the roughs, and once referred to his poetry as barbaric yawp, but such characterizations, even though made by Whitman himself, give a misimpression of his poetry as we find it in Out of the Cradle, Endlessly Rocking. The poet calls the he-bird song an aria, a term taken from opera. Whitman was a devoted fan of opera, and it is the flowing music of opera more than the song of birds that gives Whitman's poetry its characteristic vibrancy. 
Henry James, the most cultured of American writers, read Out of the Cradle Endlessly Rocking to his guests with visible pleasure. I hope you enjoyed Out of the Cradle Endlessly Rocking and that you'll join me again next week for another episode of Fireside Poems. If you think others might enjoy Fireside Poems, please let them know about it through your social media so that they might join you and me each week by the fireside.